the video will really come through, but should give you guys a warning like, hey, it's recording. So, well, what were you guys doing this week? Uh, I don't know. Just a regular all week, I guess. Well, that's not very exciting. Like, I, I kind of was hoping for at least something. Uh, went skydiving, explored some waterfalls, and went no, you didn't. Like <laughs> Shut up. Well, <laughs> jerk. You said it wasn't exciting enough. Yeah, it's that's correct. Uh, Robert, I guess you are you're heating up something. I'm making dinner. Work, yeah? <laughs> oh, all right. It's not like it's uh nine o'clock at night. Bro, just got back or anything. No, yeah. you're right, Joe. It's nine forty. Oh, like it yeah, yeah, it it is. It is nine forty. Okay. Have you ever like st- straight straight up? Have you ever had? An oven fry and an air fryer Whoops. fry, like, and and done a taste test with them. No, um, I have not. Okay, you you guys got to do it because I don't I don't know what an air fryer does, but it it makes it so much crispier. Like it's it's amazing because like do you guys ever have oven fries where they come out like soggy or whatever? Yeah, I know what you mean a little bit. Yeah, all right. They they come out like soggy, and like the same thing happens. What if I like my fries soggy though? I love soggy fries. What? Uh Yeah. All right. Uh, Petition to kick Robert out of the podcast. (laughs) I think I agree with this. I second that motion. Whoa, whoa, whoa! (laughs) I prefer my fries soggy. You got a problem with that? Yes. I mean, I know what you mean that maybe you want them a little meaty, but they have to have a crunch to them. You know, like, I don't want to just eat like limp potatoes. Oh, no, it's no, no. It's got a crunch. And that's what the I air like I don't limp. how. No crunch. Nothing. Limp? Yeah. Robert, dude, that is too crunchy. Dip them in some water. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like Kobayashi and, uh, and Joey Chestnut <laughs> eating the hot dogs. <laughs> He's like Joey Chestnut, dude. He's straight up dipping into the water, and just shoving it down his gullet. Like he's not right, even. I'm just playing the about fries. the water just thing, but I do like soggy fries, like no crunch. Oh. I don't really know how to respond to that. Just, do y'all eat the butts or the fries? Yeah. What? Do you not? No, I love them. Liv hates them though, so she always gives them to me, and I'm like, all right, cool. That's my favorite. Part. Like the ends. What's the butt? Yeah, oh, yeah. The hang booties. on, clarify this. The booty. <laughs> what does this mean? Of the fry, like the end of the fry. I've the never heard of it for it's got like it's if, if like rounded. Of a waffle fry. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, like a waffle fry where it's it doesn't right, have the, the end of the potato. Yeah. Yes. I got, you. I got you. Have y'all never heard that reference? I've never heard that. that I, about. I was I was thinking like Jordan would when he was when he was little he would bite the fries but like leave the end of it and he would throw it. He never would eat it. <laughs> what? He would throw it behind it. I kid you not. <laughs> so that's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, uh, yes, I eat I eat the whole fries because the only thing I associated with that was how he would eat. Like nine tenths of the fry, and then throw the rest of it behind him. Dude, Jordan is one crazy man. 
he would just throw a tooth of the fry behind him. That's uh that's what he would he would do. Um yeah, no, air fryers, one hundred percent. You guys you guys have got to use them for, for fries, for like wings, whatever. They add the nice the nice crunch. That, See, I I think where air fryers shine, where they are better than any other piece of kitchen equipment, better than a Quitching. microwave, Quitchen, yeah, Quitchen equipment, <laughs> Quitchen. better than a microwave, better than an oven, better than the stovetop, is when it comes to leftovers. Because you can take leftovers oh and heat up in an air fryer, and they taste like brand new all over again, like they just came out yeah. of the kitchen. It is wonderful. Yeah, and you can't do that with microwaves and stuff. No, that's true. Not close. Yeah, so yeah, you that, guys that's that true. Are listening, if y'all are interested in getting an air fryer, go over to Sharper Image, use our discount code Gullible, and get twenty percent off an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> how do you spell How do you spell Gullible, Robert? Please uh, help us out here. G U double L Ible. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, are you guys ready to get to it? Yes. Get it popping. Keep right. on, keep I've on. got I've, I've I've got a good little intro for us, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Welcome Let to the House with Yard podcast. Dun, dun, dun. My name is Hoey. I have two co-hosts with me. One standing at seven foot one. He is the brand new ultimate fan of the London Lions. He knows everything about FSU, everything about the <laughs> ACC, and is a student pastor. His name is Ryan, also known as Rain Von Connell. Say hey, hey, thank you very much. <laughs> and my other co-host standing in at five foot four. The man who only knows things about LSU and Duke basketball, but he is still a legend when it comes to Michael Jordan facts. We have Robert Belmont. Say hello, Robert. Cricket? Cricket? What's up? Dang. (laughs) All right. And myself, the man who's like the head coach for any team that LeBron is on. My name is Joey Hoey Decker. Yes. I feel very accomplished with that intro. What do you mean by the head coach at any team LeBron is on? You just sit around? Yeah, I do nothing. LeBron's (laughs) going to just do everything else. You guys are doing everything. I do nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm freaking worthless over here. The only difference is our podcast doesn't win any championships, nor do we get paid. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. We're getting there. Unless you use our discount code at Sharper Image. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, all right, so first we'll, we'll kick it off with some some good college football. Um, you know, first I think the uh, biggest game of that weekend was uh, Alabama and Georgia. Uh, what are you guys' uh, thoughts on how that game went? That was the only game of the weekend, really. I mean, they were uh, the only two top ten teams playing each other. It was a decent first half, and then the second half was just – they were it was over. Yeah. I mean, I think it played out pretty much like I expected. I didn't think Georgia could hang because really for me, it just came down to the fact, did we really think that, you know, someone who who was a fourth-string quarterback at one point this offseason, a former walk-on, someone named Stetson Bennett the fourth, was actually going <laughs> to lead his team in Tuscaloosa and defeat the fighting Nick Sabans of Alabama? Like, there was no way that was happening. We'll see. I, th- I thought the best chance that they had 
was when early in the week when Nick Saban initially tested positive for COVID. When that came out, I thought, okay, they actually stand a chance. Because at least in my opinion, Nick Saban added at least seven points to a victory for Alabama. I, I saw a possibility where Alabama loses by three, maybe four. <clears throat> I don't know how he did this or who he paid to do this, but he tested po- he tested negative twice before the game started. So they actually let him on the sideline. Yeah. Well, yeah. my assumption is the first one must have been a false positive. Yeah. Uh, it was that it was a new SEC rule they had put into place like just before last week that if you test oh, really? positive but then you have three negative tests after that, that positive is considered a false positive. Really okay, cool. So he got lucky. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, basically, I guess. <laughs> he, he he pulled his Nick Saban magic and said, Hey, listen, you guys create a new rule that way. Uh, I can pay off some people to say that it's negative and then I can coach. But even if, like, you, you got to know, even if he did test positive, he would have found a loophole. Like, oh, yeah, he would have put on a disguise. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, they would have done something. played the master of disguise for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's just what he does. And he made, I'll, I'll give it to Nick Saban. He made a very good point. I don't know if you guys saw this, but at one point he had mentioned that like an assistant coach or somebody shouldn't have the weight of making the decisions that the head coach makes. Because like going for it on like a fourth and two and missing it, people blame the head coach when it's a bad play call or something like that. And that's oh, kind of sure. like Nick Saban was saying, like, this is kind of this is my role. Like, I make those tough calls and I deal with it when it's a bad decision. An assistant or um, any other um, staff member shouldn't have carried that burden. But even with his argument, I still kind of felt like, well, if you test positive, that was the rules that the SEC set. So you really shouldn't shouldn't be able to roll there. Um but yeah, so Alabama and Georgia, that was kind of a, a blowout. Uh, I do believe we actually placed uh, money on that game. Yeah, we did. Uh, we had Alabama minus four and a half. That paid out. So uh, take that, Georgia. Georgia overall, it was a cruddy weekend for you, but uh, it was a good weekend for, for our bets. I think Georgia's main problem, Alabama is known for playing four full quarters of football. So the real problem is just if you can hang with Alabama for one half, that's great. But all four quarters is a completely different ballgame. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. I Personally, I expected Alabama to kind of come in the first half and not be playing super well. That was really what I anticipated. Really? Yeah. Ryan, you haven't said much. You got any other thoughts on it? Um, I mean, not really. No, <clears throat> I thought it was going to play out and you know most likely the teams those two teams will probably play again uh, I mean I guess there's a chance you know Florida ends up winning their side of the conference but uh, but I mean most likely they're going to play again and so you know you're just going to have that rematch and I think it's probably going to go the same way unless Georgia can find them a new quarterback unless JT Daniels can step up and kind of be that elite playmaker they kind of lack yeah but then, uh, then next we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it in the state of Alabama. Next, we had uh, we had Auburn deciding to play uh, <laughs> a, a very crappy game against uh, South Carolina. In fact, uh, we tweeted it out. That was the first time South Carolina has beaten Auburn since 
1933. Um, that is a long time. Listen, don't sleep on South Carolina. Yeah. I think they're going to go on a little uh, two-game win streak here. I know LSU is my team, but with okay. Miles Brennan hurt, <laughs> they've got a a true freshman starting at quarterback this week. They haven't even announced who the starter will be. They said that they're going to announce that on Friday, and they're going to make that call when they have to because they have two true freshmen that are ready to go play. So they're watching them this week. They'll make the decision Friday, and then from Friday to Saturday, it's, okay, you're leading this team all four quarters against a South Carolina team that's coming off a win uh, with Auburn. So it's going to be a rough game. I think LSU is uh, – I think they're going to get it handed to them, unfortunately, even though that is my team. Uh, I think that's oh, the truth. Yeah, they're 100% going to get that handed to them. But, yeah, Auburn overall uh, against South Carolina. Auburn for sure didn't look good. I'm now convinced that Auburn is a bad, good team. Like, they could be good, but they're just bad. They're, they're just a bad, good team. Um, <clears throat> Bo Nix, clearly, as, as we even talked about last week, uh, Ryan, you, you asked me what my, my thoughts were on him. And I was just like, he's, he's not bad, but he's not good. This week he was definitely bad. He was throwing less than 50% through, I believe, 48 passes. He had three picks. It seems like he doesn't understand how like general time management works at the end of a game. Because um, <clears throat> that was just a, a terrible final drive by Auburn. He wasn't paying attention to the clock. He decided to take a hit instead of running out of bounds. He got an intentional grounding call. Like it, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to question him a little bit more now. Um, yeah, a couple of things about that game that kind of stood out to me. Um, I mean, really, honestly, Auburn probably outplayed South Carolina. I mean, they outgained them 5.8 yards of play to 4.6. Um, the big difference there was just turnovers. And, and we even talked about it last week that Bo Nix, when he's played teams like South Carolina – I mean, who has an okay defense, but it's not great by any means. For the most part, he plays pretty well against those teams. Um, and I think we even said he had a 15-to-1 touchdown uh, to interception ratio in those games over the course of his career. And then he shows up with uh, yeah. with three INTs on Saturday. So that was a little uncharacteristic for him. But, uh, but really what jumped out to me was they asked him to throw 47 times in that game. And I know with Auburn's offense, with that Malzahn offense, you know, some of those pass plays in a lot of ways are just kind of an extension of, you know, their rushing attack. So it's probably not 47 true passing attempts. Uh, but still, that's just a ton. Um, and it really just kind of amazes me. That's very kind of un, un malzahn you know, Malzahn-esque, whatever, you know, word you want to use there to ask his quarterback to throw that many times. Um, but that's just kind of how they've shifted their offense this year with their new offensive coordinator. He's a little more pass heavy. And I just don't, I don't really know if Bo Nix is capable of that. You know, the knock on him always has been a little bit with his accuracy. Um, and now, you know, he's getting a little more shaky with some of his interceptions. And so, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be a dual threat quarterback. I think if you were looking for, uh, a pass heavy quarterback, a more traditional guy, I think they should have gone with Gatewood. But they went with Bo Nix, they made their decision, and I think going to more of like, not an air raid style, but uh, just a lot heavier on the passing game, 
I don't think that you can really expect Bo Nix to do that when that's not what you you had him here for. Yeah, yeah. I think for Auburn too, one of their key things, they had one man where every time basically they gave him the ball, he was destroying everybody in front of him. The freaking tank. If we would yeah. give the tank the ball every play, why that's basically running the touchdown play. We'll get seven points right then and there. Like it's it's easy, but. You know, that's uh, – I will say it's kind of a disappointing season for Auburn so far. That is kind of one of the, you know, shining bright spots so far is, is Tank, um, Tank Bigsby. Um, he's been awesome, you know, true freshman. But uh, but he had over 100 yards in that South Carolina game. He's averaged over six yards mm-hmm. a carry on the year, had his first career touchdown. And he is just I – mean, he's going to be a star. I mean, he's just a star in the making – He's going to be somebody we, you know, probably watch for two more seasons after this, and then he's going to head on to the NFL. He is – he's a player for sure, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get to see him kind of kind of grow with this uh, Auburn offense. I hope he gets to stick around at Auburn, and uh, I hope he gets a better quarterback uh, with him. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about him. Uh, then we got LSU. LSU had their game postponed. At this point, I really can't figure out if that's something good or bad that it got postponed. I feel like they're just holding off on the inevitable where LSU's just kind of going to get hammered by Florida. It's been fine. If Miles Brennan, so for those who don't know, Miles Brennan got hurt in the Missouri game and uh, he actually continued to play. He had some surgery on Monday and he'll be out uh, four weeks. But if he hadn't taken that hit and he would be ready for South Carolina, it would it would have just been like a bye week. I feel like he would have been rested, worked out, uh, maybe recovered a little bit and then be ready for South Carolina. And I think that that would have been an easy win. Uh, the spread is favoring LSU, uh, it's LSU by six. But with a true freshman at quarterback, I really don't see that playing out. I think that it really uh, – it really hurt him. Yeah, uh, it for sure did. I'm actually looking to see. Surely the line has changed by now. Um, let's see here. I don't see anything. Last time I checked, it was uh, it was negative six this morning, and that's what it's yep, looking at still, right now. Uh, yeah, still still negative six. I believe we we'll bought South changes. Carolina. Yeah, they're not officially naming a starting quarterback until Friday, so things might change then. But we'll see. But, I mean, after the South Carolina game, LSU's schedule is just brutal for the next couple weeks. We'll play Auburn next week and then Alabama. Uh, So it's going to be – we've got one little bye week before Alabama. But still, if we don't have Miles Brennan back, I mean, you might as well just chalk it up already. I hate to be so pessimistic on my team, but it's a a hot Alabama team per usual. (laughs) And – a pretty stale LSU team with just a an atrocious defense. They still haven't gotten anything put together over there. They really need to find themselves if they want to have a chance against South Carolina. Yeah, uh, <laughs> LSU is going to have to to get something rolling. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll thankfully be back this week. Uh, this past weekend, Ole Miss converted a fake punt. Um, I don't know if you they guys saw see that. It. Or not, but watching that, especially compared to Kentucky's fake pun attempt against Auburn uh, week one of the SEC season, 
it's uh <laughs> it was it was pretty comical especially seeing uh it be with Ole Miss <laughs> at least I, I thought it was pretty great <laughs> but still Ole Miss if you're listening to this I would much rather see you win the football game against Arkansas rather than converting a fake punt yes it's cool <laughs> and it might make it ESPN like not top 10 or something one day but please Win the football game if you want to go anywhere. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's it's that's, twenty-one that's to thirty-three was the final score. <laughs> but don't worry, they converted that fake punt. I mean, guys, are we calling that a win in our book? Has Ole Miss really gotten to that point when they just yes. do one cool play and they're like, "Oh, but did you see? Did you see that catch? Did you see that throw? Come on! Well, did you did you see it?" I'm yes. not convinced you saw it. <laughs> I did. It was I amazing. Did. They converted a fake punt. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely cool. <laughs> but uh, don't get me wrong. When I play Madden, I convert the fake punt, and I beat Arkansas. You beat Arkansas on Madden? <laughs> no, they don't have Arkansas on Madden, unfortunately. <laughs> NCAA needs to get Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're listening, NCAA football needs to make a comeback. Um, all right, Ryan, give us your Florida State, uh, your feels after this this past week. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. The Noles got them a big win over a top five opponent, even though probably in a normal year with everybody playing, that North Carolina team wouldn't be in the top five. Uh, but I don't really care because they had a number five next to their name while the game was being played. So a top <laughs> five win there, signature win for you know Mike Norvell, the new coach there. Um, and it was a fascinating game because Florida State scored basically – or really, they actually scored all their points in the first half, and then North Carolina scored almost all theirs in the second half. So it was kind of a tale of two halves there. But Florida State, you know, scored all their points and then held on tight and managed to hold on for victory. So that was a pretty fun game. Uh, had a punt block in the game. Actually, Florida State blocked two punts. Uh, you don't see that a lot. They had a pick six. Um from uh, Janarius Robinson, or not Janarius Robinson, but Josh Kane, though, ran a play perfectly and kind of baited Sam Howell, you know, one of the great young quarterbacks in college football, into that pick six. So it was a fun game to watch. Florida State got a big win. Hopefully they can use that and build some momentum as they go into an easier, kind of softer part of their schedule. Yeah, what was the name of uh, North Carolina's head coach? Uh, Bill something? Matt Brown. Oh, was it Mac Brown? Wow, I was, I was uh, only a little bit off. Ooh, Bill was close. Uh, yeah, he hasn't. <laughs> uh, he hasn't beaten Florida State since he's been a head coach for any team, right? Zero and ten, I believe. Zero and ten. So he's had three tries. See, yeah, that's that's a record. I would, uh, I'd, I'd be loud and proud about that one. Um, all right. So overall, I mean, like Auburn, my my team didn't play too hot. Um, and uh, Florida State played well, and LSU postponed the inevitable. Uh, so I know we were just talking that, about uh, oh and ten, but speaking of like, mm-hmm. it just came to my mind. Miami, right now, they're not having a terrible season. Miami Dolphins switching sports a little bit, but the Miami Dolphins okay. are not having a terrible season. They're three and three right now, and. They just replaced their starting quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. who's a veteran, with Tua? That's, How does that happen? Yeah. I, 
my my only rationale is if they were I don't know the Falcons or if they were the Jets (laughs) who are zero and six right now. But uh, I I think that's a mistake. Replacing your quarterback like that when I mean it's an average season. Yeah, um, I I think Tua played well um, when when he got in. And I, I really can't figure out their exact rationale for it. The only thing I can kind of assume is they have decided that Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is kind of like when you can their quarterbacks in the league, I, I, he's not a superstar. Um, at least I don't think that he is. And so I, I think that they've decided that they can get that superstar out of Tua. Because um, at least in my opinion, Tua really has – the opportunity to kind of tear up the league. Um, that's if he doesn't get injured because he's very much so injury prone. Well, and you know, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's old. I mean, he's about to turn 38, I think. Um, so he's definitely not your quarterback in the future. And that was really the whole plan all along was to bring him in and kind of use him as a stopgap transitional quarterback to give two of the time to, to get over his injury he suffered at Bama. Um, and to just get ready for the pros, not be rushed into anything, not have all the pressure of being a starting quarterback right off the bat. Um, so that's been their plan. But why they decided to make that switch right now is just really weird because, um, I mean, they don't have the greatest record, but they're three and three. And for the Dolphins in the last you know few seasons they've had, that's, I mean, it's a pretty good start. They're, they're fighting for a playoff spot right now still. It's a little early for that, but they're hanging on in there. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's played pretty well. Um, I mean, he, he's he's a gunslinger, so he's going to throw some picks. But other than that, um, he's looked pretty good. Um, he has one of the highest completion percentages of his career. Um, and they're, they're winning ball games and being competitive. So it's an odd time to make that switch. I guess the only argument you could really make is I think they have a bye week this week. So that gives you a little extra time, you know, to, for, for Tua to get prepared as like the guy maybe. And that, that's the only really kind of argument I could even think of of what you would make. Of why to make you know that switch right now? Yeah, and I'll give Ryan Fitzpatrick some credit too. He came out and said that um, before Tua was named the starter, he said that when that happens, he will be Tua's biggest supporter, um, and will basically kind of. I, I think his exact words were, "I'll be his biggest cheerleader," uh, which I was like, okay. But uh, so he's he's a huge supporter of Tua, so I'll give him some credit there. Like he's at least kind of he, he's taking it well, and I did see he had a uh, an interview where he talked about how odd it was though, um, being essentially fired because like you you're told you're the starter one day and the next it's just like hey you're not going to start, so he's like basically fired from his job, but he still has to have meetings with the people who took his job away from him, and he still has he has to work out still with the guy who replaced him. <laughs> So, yeah, like, that's that's got to be awkward. <laughs> yeah, and I know he said he'd be Tua's biggest supporter, but even the media after they announced that he would be uh, replaced by Tua for the starting spot, he even said that like it was hard hearing the decision, and he said that he was heartbroken about it. So I mean, obviously, I don't know. I feel like if somebody beat me for the spot fairly, I'd be like, yeah, he was. He was doing well in practice. Uh, it's it's his turn. It's his time to shine, you know. But it, yeah. it definitely seems like it came as a shock to him and very 
out of the blue. I just don't think that that's how you treat a veteran quarterback either. He's not the best in the league, but I mean, I'd still take him over Matt Ryan, who has Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and still can't seem to win a game. I mean, they did well, win this past uh, week. <clears throat> One and yeah, five. Yeah, I was going to say they did Good win. Good job, guys. But great win. <laughs> them, them winning was not necessarily their their best their best decision. But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll kind of wrap up the college stuff real quick from this past week. Um, just kind of like with with the best that we placed. Um, Ryan, I actually don't remember uh, your record exactly. Do do you know? Uh, what your record was for this past week, by chance? Um, how many bets did I make? Did we make six or eight? I do not recall. I know what bets we placed, but I don't remember who placed what. <clears throat> I was three and three. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, we, we bought Liberty at uh, minus two and a half. That one hit. We got Pittsburgh at plus 13. That one hit as well. Uh, I do... I do know Belmont uh, placed this one. Uh, Clemson at minus 20 handed Georgia Tech their worst loss since 1870-something. <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> so uh, we had West Virginia at minus 22. That, that one oh didn't hit. Gosh. I think we lost that one by one point. Dude, I'm I not just mistaken. took a sip of water, and I missed my mouth with the cup, and I just poured water all over myself. <laughs> Do we need to uh, get like a nurse or something to to stay with you when you when we podcast? Make sure you stay hydrated and don't don't yeah. spill water over yourself. I need to like downgrade myself back to straws from using cups like a normal human being. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else we did. Oh, we we took the uh, over of seventy six and a half. In the Ole Miss Arkansas game, that was a little disappointing. I thought that one was going to be a, a lot more offensive, um, bro. Yeah, that is can crazy high. Yeah, but it's too incredible. Yeah, it's high. But Ole Miss had hit the over in like every single game they played this year, like easily. And then Arkansas looked a lot better than anybody expected. Um, yeah. But then Ole Miss showed up and what had six turnovers. So I mean, counters got unlucky yes. on that one. Uh, so then we got Kentucky. Um, we had them uh, minus four and a half against Tennessee. Uh, that might have been one that I actually placed because I think uh, I actually placed a few bets here for the first time in a good while. Um, I know I placed this one, South Carolina minus six and a half against Auburn. Uh, I took that one while the game was rolling. Uh, let's see. We also had Arkansas beating Ole Miss by seven and, uh, 17 and a half. Uh, that, that did not happen. Uh, <laughs> we had the over of 64 in North Carolina, Florida State. That one didn't yeah, we hit either. Like a field goal. Yeah, we, we were only a little bit short on that one. Uh, and then, as we mentioned earlier, we had Alabama minus four and a half. Um, so, overall, yeah, you know what? it was okay. While we're on the podcast right now, I want to take one for this week. I want to drop my uh, – my little pick in. I was just right here, through. right now. Yeah, right now. Alabama okay. covers the spread against Tennessee. Okay. 100%. Uh, 
it's a 21 spread. point spread. Tennessee is barely a football team. Alabama's got it in the bag. I, yep, no, there I, it is. I kind of, kind of, one hundred percent. I, I think I agree with that because, like, the biggest the thing. Only reason Tennessee they wouldn't look, is it's at Tennessee. I, I don't know. I, I still think I would take. Uh, I still think I would take them on it. Let's see. Uh, do we? Oh, definitely. Game. Uh, games at Alabama. Please. Is it at Alabama? I believe so. Um, I can dump. We can check this. Said, buy Tennessee tickets. Um, all right, maybe, maybe I was wrong. Um, no, it's it's I, at Tennessee. Okay, no, I, I still think I like that though. It's twenty one and a half right now. I think I like it. All right, we'll we'll do it. We'll I'm placing it right now. Um, Dang. I like it. You know, t- the only points that Tennessee really was able to get get against Georgia were defensive, essentially. Right. Like, it, it came from stuff that their defense did. And I don't think their defense is going to be able to do much against Alabama. Dude, so, I'm sorry, but I'm Kentucky losing 34-7 to to an unranked Kentucky? Uh, Alabama can definitely beat them by more than 21. I'm really not worried. Their only two wins yeah. are from South Carolina and Missouri. <laughs> well, we uh, yeah. got we've got money uh, on them now. So I went on ahead and I just I just threw a twenty on there. So we'll see what what Dude. happens there. Make it rain. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make, we're making it rain. Um, all right, so we'll we'll recap a little bit of the NFL that kind of happened on Sunday because um, people making it this far listening into the show. Uh, there's a possibility we're going to move to a little bit of a different system. We got to get Ryan on board with it, I think, because um, he was the only one who didn't comment on it. But uh, trying to kind of go to two podcasts a week, if possible, doing no, one kind of no. thoughts of what will happen, uh, and then doing one that will break everything down. But naturally, we're in a, an in between kind of area here. But uh, NFL, so Chiefs are able to destroy the Bills. Oh, let me rephrase that. Not really destroyed, but they were able to handle the Bills. I was a little bit disappointed. Um, you know who you are uh, if you're listening. Uh, I did want to see your team lose 100%. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm always going give, to give him that, that shout-out. Ryan, you look very uh, uninterested. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't follow the NFL much this week. I don't know how much I can contribute to this conversation, but I, I will try. That's – no, 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 no. That's that's fine. It's just it's just a, a brief kind of kind of high notes deal. Um, yeah, I do have to give Tom my dad Brady boy still- a little shout out. Tom Brady, those Bucks mm-hmm. had a heck of a game. Let me tell you, more no, no, on no. the defensive no, no, end no. than the offensive no, end. No, in my opinion, no, 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 no. The only reason the Bucks won that that game is because Aaron Rodgers decided, hey guys, listen. I'm going to throw three passes back to back. And out of those three, two of them are going to be interceptions. And then I'm just, I don't want to play the rest of the game. That's the only reason the Bucks won. Aaron oh, Rodgers decided those Bucks, to they be throw that on game. Them Packers, let me tell you. What? The Bucks, Tom Brady was eating the cheese straight off of them boys' heads right there. Bruh. Tom Brady don't you dare. Fo- don't you dare. Dare 
use the cheese heads against the Packers, okay? Don't you don't cheese Atkins on some fine Gouda, and then they get mm. over to freaking Green Bay, and it's a bunch of trash, like Kraft singles cheddar over there. They ain't got nothing. All right, all right. We're we're moving we're moving on. The Bucks are. Trash. I'm just saying. So is Tom Ron Brady. He should have touchdown for Tom for Tampa Bay. Almost said Tampa Bay. Uh, he got his first <laughs> touchdown for Tampa Bay. His spike was average. He got a lot of criticism for that, but it was his left-handed spike. Uh, it was his first spike with the left hand. He gave himself a nine out of ten on that. <laughs> I'm just saying, they were eating. They were eating some cheese over in Green Bay. All right, we can move on. That's all I'll say. Whatever. Yeah, we're we're moving on. Eating some freaking uh, cheese, boy. <laughs> the the Browns uh, actually seem like they're kind of good, uh, <clears throat> which is which is very interesting. They're still not. What uh, are you talking they, about? The Browns seem that they're good. They lost seven to thirty-eight. Yeah, in one game. Bruh. Baker yeah, Mayfield I, I'm, I'm, again. Ten with... for eighteen. What? What is that? And then I'm staying with those eight were interceptions. Look, look, look. It was against the team that, like, they're just not going to beat. It's against the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, who's been in the league since I was seven. I did that math, which is wild. Like, it's against a team he's not going to beat. Like, the Browns are actually decent. I'm amazed. Now, I'm not going to credit Baker Mayfield. He still has got to chill out with those commercials and be better. But they're actually He's still kind of doing Hulu like, has live sports commercials. He can't even uh, be no. there, and he's doing Hulu has live sports commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my true. gosh. one where they Photoshop his head on him. All right. Well, they're, they're, they're semi-good. They're, they're there. This they're not going to win Super Bowl. They're not going to win the Super Bowl, but they're decent. Um. Okay, the I other, don't care other if they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they need to win something. I mean, golly. But speaking of Super Bowl winners, uh, I do think the Chiefs officially got it locked uh, with Le'Veon Bell. Well, oh, I, I hate to say that, a, but you might be it's right. It's an interesting pickup because of all the drama he brings with him, but I think that they just kind of – they got themselves a lock. That's that's a free ring this year. Um, right, because even with I, Super Bowl hot take, yeah, Atlanta Falcons. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> what a step out. There's there's no there's no way there's no way. Well, actually, you know what? Hang on, I'm gonna, oh I'm gonna back up God. just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. Firing Dan Quinn did help a lot, clearly in this oh, past because yeah. it was like, hey. We don't need Dan Quinn because Dan Quinn sucked. So, no, that was definitely <laughs> we'll actually win a game. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, Le'Veon Bell getting picked up by the Chiefs. He'll bring a lot of drama there, but that's a free ring. And I, I hate to see it because I don't want the Chiefs to win, but the Chiefs are going to win, and uh, we're going to have to deal with it. You know who you are. I'm not going to like it when your team wins. I'm still going to make fun of you and your team. You know who you are. <laughs> Let's see how many times I can, uh, I guess, sub-comment 
him in, the, in this podcast episode. <laughs> we're, we're, we're up it's to a two little anti shout out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's anti shout out. Um, but yeah, so then then other thing, kind of recapping what's going on. We got baseball happening right now. Uh, World Series is playing. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's tied one to one. I believe no, Tampa Bay Rays. Nobody watching uh, baseball. Night. Yeah, you're there right. Nobody watching baseball. Really. <laughs> They might as well put it I mean, on I'll, Comedy Central with the WNBA. Yeah, we might have to remove that. Um, Bro, why would you edit okay, that We're going to take the hate. Nah, we're, we're t- we'll take the hate. Uh, yeah, come on now. Uh, so I, I, think, I think if the Atlanta Braves made it, they probably have a lot more viewers. Um, Ryan, I would love it if Wait, you would are we share. Still talking uh, about baseball? Well, no this this is this is moving more towards Atlanta, just in general. I would uh, more towards the state of Georgia. Oh that, this, this is just moving. This is moving towards Georgia. It's it's beautiful. Um, and Ryan, I don't know if you have it pulled up or <laughs> if you remember it off the top of your head, but I would love it if you could uh, if you could get that recap of what happened in the state of Georgia this past weekend. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'll have to, uh, I don't have to pull up in front of me, but it was, um, this weekend, past weekend had the potential to be, uh, one of the worst sports weekends, uh, really for any city in their history. Um, you had, uh, Georgia Southern who, I mean, whatever, but they lost their football game. Uh, but other than that, you had Georgia Tech suffer one of the worst losses in program history in their football game. Um, you had the Atlanta Braves who lost multiple games over the course of the weekend to end up uh, missing out on the World Series. Uh, and then finally, the Falcons do something right and win a game. But in the long run, it might actually be a negative for them because now they lose out on a chance to draft a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields. So, yeah, pretty bad weekend for Atlanta sports. <laughs> do you think the Jets think um, of their season to get Trevor Lawrence? A hundred percent. I don't think it matters if they want to or not. They just suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at at this point, their their GM's just kind of taking it for them anyway. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I thought that would have been the best play for the Falcons, in my opinion, was just tank the rest of the season and just try to pick up. Uh, another young quarterback. Not that Matt Ryan necessarily needs to be replaced right now, but it's uh, it's not a bad idea to start investing in a younger quarterback. Um, but yeah, so real quick, I'll go over the the bets that we had rolling. Uh, we did win Tampa Bay Rays, uh, winning the uh, American League pennant, so that that was nice. Um, had a good parlay with the Baltimore Ravens, Indianapolis Colts, and Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, all winning their games. That paid out. Uh, we had the over of 46.5 on the Ravens-Eagles game. We had the over of 46.5 uh, on the Jets and Dolphins game, but that one didn't hit. Uh, we had Green Bay Packers minus two. I don't want to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> and then eating we had the Rams. Eating. <laughs> and, then, and then we had the Rams minus three. Um, that one didn't hit either. So it was a uh, – Pretty pretty sad uh, weekend for our NFL bets. Um, Ryan, can we get a little London uh, Lions update? I'd love to hear it. 
Yeah, you know, the London Lions have not been up to much this past week, but they do have their next preseason game tomorrow <laughs> uh, against the Sheffield um, somebody's – the Sheffield Sharks. <laughs> I didn't realize Sharks are such a big problem in London or in England. Apparently so. So they'll face okay. the Sheffield yeah. Sharks tomorrow at 7 p.m., which is like, I don't know, like 11 a.m. our time or something. Um, you know, I was doing a little digging on the London Lions. You know, we talked about oh, a little baby. bit of some of their roster um, uh, last week, and I found someone else on their roster, someone by the name of Dirk Williams. Are either one of y'all familiar with Dirk Williams? Um, Dirk Williams? No. <laughs> At least I well, I, I'll say I also was not familiar with Dirk Williams, but believe it or not, Dirk Williams is the pride of Homewood High School from Homewood, Alabama, just a few <laughs> oh. drive, uh, up Highway 31 from Joey and I's hometown of Hoover, Alabama. Go Bucks! Uh, oh but the pride God. of Homewood High School, a former UAB Blazer, Dirk Williams is a star on the London Lions, one of their better three-point shooters, shooting 44% from deep. So far in the preseason with Byron Mullins. Uh, so there's your London Lions update. Make sure to tune in tomorrow <laughs> for game against the Sheffield Sharks. Dirk Williams yeah, actually well, played for the Sheffield Sharks as well. Oh, look at that. Yeah, oh, the Heat really? is a new addition this year to the London Lions. He is a first-year player for them. So, uh, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of uh, nostalgia for him facing his old team. We'll see if that's going to – you know, get it in his Might head space a bit and mess him up. Yeah, well, uh, that that'll be a that'll be an interesting uh, game. We'll <laughs> we'll have to keep uh, Twitter posted on that. Uh, all right, so moving on to what we got going on this week. Um, I'm looking at these top 25 games. Uh, the key thing uh, we want to note: uh, Big Ten is finally back. Um, I'm going to pray that Ohio State loses to Nebraska. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, That's not going to happen. I don't know why you would even consider that that would happen. (laughs) I I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily considering it. This isn't, this isn't going to be Joey's hot take for the weekend. Uh, This is just that I I want it to happen really bad. Yeah. This is Joey's Uh, ridiculous take. That is insane, bro. No, I just, I just want it to happen. Fred is 26. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I'm just saying I want it to happen. I should go to that game though. It's in Columbus, Ohio. It's only two hours from me. I should go to it. Uh, I would want to say Syracuse could be could actually be the that ACC team that messes with Clemson. But clearly, I was wrong on that last week, uh, as it was so lovingly yeah, pointed Syracuse out. Syracuse is like the worst team in the ACC. I don't know if that's happening. Brian, yeah. what in the world did you just say? Oh, I couldn't hear any of uh, your whole audio like <laughs> jacked up. <laughs> no, I said uh, whoever we're talking about, Syracuse is like the worst team in the ACC. They shouldn't even like be in the conference. They're so bad. Dang. All right. Well, you heard heard that here first. Who in the world is ever a forty-six point favorite against a conference opponent? Doesn't even make sense. They're like breaking off Vegas. Like that. Who? How? When does that ever happen? What would? Uh, I'm trying. Oh man, I can't even really think of a good example for the SEC. I was gonna try to say like Alabama playing somebody would be crazy, but I don't even yeah, think Syracuse. 
be the Vanderbilt of the the ACC? Yeah, but worse. If that's even possible <laughs> oh, to imagine. So what do we think right, about so- that forty six point spread? Um, I bet Clemson covers it. Yeah, oh my some last week and how wrong I was. Um, oh, that's a touchdown. Dead gum. Uh, they score? Yeah. Uh, Eagles. Oh, I, I must be. I apologize. But that puts them in the lead with 40 seconds to go in the game. Snap. Right. I'll tell you uh, who's the winner of that, though, all of us, that we don't have to watch these two terrible football teams play anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so here's my my possible uh, it's it's possible hot take for the as soon uh, as he says it I don't care what it is I'm gonna shoot him down but continue <laughs> okay all right so it's uh <clears throat> it's about the Virginia and Miami game Miami is ranked 11th Virginia is unranked Miami okay. state 12 and a half. I'm not going to say Virginia wins, but I'm not sure Miami should be a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't have any okay. reasoning for it. Virginia sucks to have a 1-and-3 record, but I don't. I think 12-and-a-half is too generous. I think Miami is a little bit trash, and I think they're a little overrated. I will say that in That's, recent years, the that. program of Miami has made a habit of – Giving up and quitting after suffering a big loss on the year. So maybe you could bet on that happening. I don't know if it'll happen this year since they have Derek King at quarterback and he's a pretty good college QB. But uh, but they have this would not be the first time they've done it before. Well, that is my uh, that's that's my hot take for for the week. I'm thinking Virginia is going to cover that spread. Um, and then. I'm looking at these other ones, and I'm not sure I like many of the others um, for my hot take. There's not like a lot of games. College football, uh, they're only doing in-conference play. It really is just boring because there aren't that many good teams in the same conference. I mean, the Alabama-Georgia game might be the best game we see all season, and it still wasn't that great. At least until the playoff. Real, the only real ranked opponents playing. There's the Michigan Minnesota game will be kind of interesting. Yeah, Michigan's favored by three there. Um, I haven't paid attention to either team, so I'm I'm not they sure. Play, so I don't know how you pay that. Oh, that's right. They're they're in Big Ten. They're in Big Ten. Thank you for that. Uh, that that solid fact check there, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, they shouldn't be in the top twenty-five since they haven't played. But you know, um, yeah. There's right, there's Jay, a few. You matches. want a little uh, NFL hot take right here? Oh yeah, I think give, give it to the me. Saints will lose at home to the Panthers. At home to the Panthers. At home to the Panthers, yes. All right, we got, we got, it, we got to talk about it though now. What, what's your reasoning for this hot take? Okay, well, first off, their starting quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is coming okay. in with a chip on his shoulder because he's been playing for New Orleans. I know he doesn't like hate the organization, and there's really no bad blood because 
him and Drew were tight. He just wasn't getting the playing time that he could get somewhere else, and he wanted to play. But Michael Thomas just got moved to doubtful again. So Drew Brees is really limited now who he can throw it to. They're two pretty good teams. I mean, the spread is only seven and a half. I don't know. They're both averaging. uh, Teddy Bridgewater actually has more passing yards than Drew Brees for the season. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing just the, the line for, just for me is at Seto. It, it's possible it changed. I, I don't know. It's at home, though. Are the Saints allowing fans? They're going to have like 3,000, I think. But basically, yeah. Okay. Saints fans are crazy, though. I mean, last time I was at a Saints game, they threw a ball up into the stands, and a dude literally pushed a like an elderly woman out of the way to grab the ball. Wait, whatever it takes. Yeah, so when was the last time you were at a Saints game? And I was grabbing anything I could (laughs) grab. Uh, Last time I was at a Saints game, probably, oh gosh, I mean, we're talking like 2015, five years ago. All right, so it's possible the fans have chilled. Have they? Probably oh, not, dude, but it's possible. Not a chance. These guys are coming in painted. They're wearing outfits. Uh, they've got, like, masks on. Saints fans go all out. They're no joke. They're uh, all right, well, we, we've heard it here first. That's a, that's a hot take. Ryan, what, what kind of hot take you got for us this weekend? The college or NFL, what you got? Um, I don't think I have any NFL ones. You know, I, I don't – I can't. It's hard for me to keep up with NFL as much. Um. I think my college hot take will be uh, that Kirby Smart, head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, will never win a national title. That's what I would like to say. Um, I think Kirby is just a little too outdated. I think Kirby is a little too conservative um, in his play calling and how he likes to call ball games. And until he changes that, I don't think Georgia can ever win. Um, I went and looked at some stats this week about, uh, you know, just kind of the modern game and football. You know, old school, you know, you used to see these just defensive showdowns. You know, these two top ten teams would play, and the final score would be like 12 to 9. And that just doesn't happen in college football anymore. The modern game is a very offensive game. Uh, even a, like, mediocre, mediocre offense can score a lot of points against a good defense. Uh, so to win at the highest levels in college football, you've got to be able to score points. And so I went and looked up um, uh, Georgia when they played top 10 defenses, the best of the best. Um, since Kirby Smart has been there, they are four and four in eight games against top 10 defenses. They just don't score enough points to win. They're only averaging 23 points a game um, in that span. Um, and they just don't score. If you compare that to you compare that to um, to Clemson, who is nine and two against top ten defenses, or even to Bama, who is eleven and four when they face top ten defenses, and Georgia's just not that way. And I think a lot of that just goes back to their coach, um, who just you know has got to change up some stuff, some some style, some play calling, some ways he likes to manage games if he wants to win at the highest levels of college football. So that's going to disappoint one of, one of the guys we know hearing that. Um, well, you know what? You can't fix it until you come to an understanding of the reality of the situation. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, I like that hot take, though. 
I think I think I'm on board. Uh, I think I'm on board for a little bit of a different reason, though. Um, I just think that there's teams out there that end up playing a little bit better. Like, I don't think they're going to beat Alabama, and I don't even think they could beat Clemson. Personally, like uh, it's it's kind of hard to base it off of Clemson though this year because right now it's not like they've played much of anybody. Um, I mean, but, they have, but, but I still feel like kind of Clemson has proved themselves that like they're not to be they're not to be messed with. Clemson is no. a no joke yeah. team this year. And I would like to add to my hot take. An offshoot of that is kind of the undercurrent of Kirby Smart running off Justin Fields. You know, Justin Fields, one of the highest rated quarterback recruits in the history of recruiting um, and one of the better quarterbacks we've seen in the modern game, you know, the last couple of years. And Kirby Smart had him, and that might have been the catalyst he needed to make some of those changes he needed to make, and he didn't handle that situation right. And I think really probably for the rest of Kirby's career, everybody's going to look back on that moment and think what could have been if he had kept Justin Fields around. So while we have been recording this podcast, LSU has just announced that TJ Finley, true freshman, will start against South Carolina. TJ Finley. The other freshman quarterback, Max Johnson, will play as well. They'll be sharing snaps. Orgeron said that it could have been a flip of the coin. I really don't think that that lets any quarterback, especially a true freshman, build any kind of momentum that you need to win an SEC football game. LSU is definitely going down in this one. I hate to say it, but it's true. All right. Well, uh, let's take a look real quick because that just came out, right? Yes, sir. All right. So let's take a look here. Uh, We're going to take a look at my trusty little uh, way that I use betting that I'm not going to uh, to discuss. Uh, All right. No, so far nothing's changed there. Uh, It would be kind of interesting if like because I wanted I wanted when Bama had uh, Tua and Jalen, I really wanted them to like set up in a shotgun with the two of them. That way, like, the defense would never know which quarterback is about to get the ball. Because, like, Jalen could run the ball. Tua could pass the ball really well. So it's like, we don't know who's about to get it. I would love it if LSU would actually run something similar to that. Like, just be like, look, we don't know who we really want to start. Like, we'll start this kid, but they're going to share snaps or whatever. Like, they're going to go back and forth. Like, let's just throw them both on the field. (laughs) Just throw the defense for a loop. This is going to sound harsh, but you would really need either one of them to be considered a threat for that to work. Like, right now, it's not a matter of You're going to play it the same. Like, neither one of them has yeah. proven themselves to be anything. They haven't taken a single college snap. So, whichever one it goes to, it's just whatever. You know? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be scared at all. I wouldn't even be phased. I get that. Well, um... We'll wrap up a little bit with this. Ryan, I don't know if you've had a chance to uh, take a look at any of the spreads or anything like that, uh, but is there anything we're feeling for this weekend? Um, You know, I haven't dug in like I need to. Um, you know, I'd be a little interested. I think Michigan is a three-point favorite over Minnesota. That game kind of intrigues me, maybe on the Minnesota side. Um, I think this is going to be kind of a prove-it year for Michigan, and I don't – 
really know if they're going to be able to do that. Living Harbaugh, and they've had a lot of players opt out, some of their better players not playing. Um, and P.J. Fleck gets his people fired up in Minnesota. And so um, not 100% sure I'd go that way, but that was a game that interested me. Um, so what about that, UAB pull up. playing the Raging Cajuns? UAB is not favored in this game. In fact, uh, Lafayette is favored by three points. Yeah, that's because Louisiana's really good. Billy Napier. But UAB had their football program cut and then had it brought back. And now they're kind of good. They could yeah, – I, I would probably take the points with, with, with Lafayette. UAB's got a good defense, but uh, Louisiana's very good, very well coached. Yeah. Uh, They've had a really good season so far. They're really their coach is one of the better up and coming young coaches in football. But well, uh, you're also you're also our Florida State uh, resident fan. Uh, how do you feel about Louisville being favored by five? You know, I don't really know. That game's kind of hard to get a, a grip on and, and kind of figure out what's going on. You know, as a whole, if you looked at Florida State's whole season, it kind of makes sense that Florida State wouldn't be favored in this game. But if you just look at since they've they've transitioned quarterbacks and moved on to Jordan Travis, I mean Florida State's played pretty well so far. Um, when they you know they made that move in the Jacksonville State game and smoked Jacksonville State from then on out, which they're an FCS team, so whatever. But then they hung in there with Notre Dame, a top five team on the road, and then came home and beat another top five team at home. So if you just look at those games, you would think Florida State would would be kind of, you know, heavy, uh, you know, at least a favorite here, if not a heavy favorite, because, you know, Louisville's defense is atrocious. They have a pretty explosive offense, though. So I don't know which way to go. I, I would probably go Florida State. Now, I don't know if Louisville should be almost a touchdown favorite in that game. That seems a little crazy to me. Um, I also think the North Carolina-NC State game, um, NC State just lost their starting quarterback, and their other quarterbacks on the roster are atrocious. Um, North Carolina kind of wanting to get back on track. I could see them running the score up there um, and covering that 15-point spread. Mm-hmm. We'll get through some of these other ones. Let's see. What is – I don't see the over here for the Auburn-Ole Miss game. I'd be interested in what that is. Uh, we've got an over of 70 and a half. Okay, oh, so my gosh. Auburn's also favored by minus three and a half. Yeah. And I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm the Auburn fan, so I can't place a bet on that game. Um, but I would probably, I would probably bet Kansas State 20 point favorite against Kansas. Mostly just going to want one of my rules of life is always bet against Kansas because they're so bad. So really whoever they're playing, I bet on them to not cover. Uh, or, to, or to lose and the other team to cover the spread pretty easily. And I usually get those right, other than last week. Missed it by, like, a field goal. Uh, All I right. Well, we're going to play something else. We'll, we'll, play, we'll place a quick bet again while, while we're on air here. All right. So we got that. We've got LSU uh, losing. We've got Kansas State covering, and we have Alabama covering the spread currently. Um Anything else that you're feeling that, that jumps out to you at this moment, naturally, when we uh, come up with something better for tomorrow, uh, we'll update Twitter with what we bet. Um, but anything I else jumping out to you right Notre now? Dame, maybe? Notre Dame, Pitt. I 
think Pitt's still going to be without Kenny. No, I don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to play or not in that game. They're starting quarterback. It's a big deal if he does because uh, their offense is pretty hit or miss, and they need their quarterback. Um, but I might would take Notre Dame as a 10-point favorite there. Yes, Kenny Pickett is out. So, yeah, that, that that's kind of interesting like to me. It? All right. Well, let's do it. We're, we're going to do it. All right. If you want to roll with it. Notre Dame now, too. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody listening, you are uh, you're getting a, a first look at what it's what it's like hanging out in Joseph's betting lounge. Oh boy. <clears throat> uh, and, and anything else currently uh, with all the facts that we have leading into this weekend that you guys uh, that you guys like? That's all that jumps off to me off the page to me initially before I dug in a little bit deeper to some of these games. Uh, Robert, you got anything else that you're feeling? All right. I'm going to need everybody to tweet me out, okay? I got a question for y'all, and I want you to pop on my Twitter. It's at Rob underscore Belmont, B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Shoot me a little tweet. Is cereal a soup? I want to know. <laughs> no. Why? No. Why? Because it's cold. There are cold soups. What cold soup are you eating? Dog, look, I just looked it up. There are cold soups for the summertime. What? I can't even name a cold soup. I don't know about this. Avocado soup. There's an avocado soup. It's cold. That is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard in my life. I'm telling you, bro. Cereal. I think we should need to end the podcast. I can't even stand this blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm I'm looking this up. Avocado soup. Oh, it's real. Oh. Yeah. Nope. (laughs) I want nothing to do with that. No, there's. No, cereal cereal is not a soup. Cereal is a soup. Cereal is not a soup. Give me your definition of a soup. Give me your definition of a soup. It can't be hot. A warm. A warm liquid. No, it can't. There's avocado soup. I already told you about that. Avocado soup is cold. Yeah, and it's it's not a soup in my definition. It's whatever. You are ridiculous. It's it's in non-existent land. Bruh. This is Joey's world, and we're just living in it. Bro. Yeah. There is cold soup. Cold soup. No, there's not. Cereal's not a soup. It's a breakfast. It's it is no. it is cereal. It Dude. is cereal is cereal. You don't have to put milk in your cereal. You can be weird and not do that. Yeah, and it will still be cereal. You put like chicken stock, chicken stock, and some Wheaties <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus, when you say cereal, you're we're just talking about the cereal. We're not talking about cereal with milk. So just cereal cannot be a soup. There's no liquid. No, I'm talking. I'm talking a bowl of cereal with milk. Lucky Charms with the marshmallows and everything. Actually, but, yeah, yeah, Lucky Charms without the marshmallows because I eat those straight out the box. But also, see, like to me, a soup is something that's made with some kind of stock or some kind of broth, like not milk. What about avocado yeah, no, soup? It's, it's not. Is Dude, avocado soup made with I don't know who you're milk? talking to. I don't know what kind of hipsters you're talking to what kind of millennials you're talking to eating their Dude, stupid avocado toast but you need to stop hanging out with them right avocado soup at like your whole foods or whatever 
Okay, I, I don't Do really you think know. I shop at Whole Foods? I don't think I've ever been inside a Whole Foods in my life. Oh, bro, that is bro, so not I, true. Are you crazy? I don't think I've ever been Dude, in there. There is milk in avocado soup. Right, See, this recipe I'm looking at. There's milk. There's there's milk in a lot of things. There's there's milk in a lot of things. Okay. And so so does that can't mean everything that has milk is is a soup. There's nothing milk in a house with yard podcast. So I I have another question. Cereal is a soup. I have okay. So an offshoot of that is slightly expired milk a soup because it's got chunks in it. So then it's kind of got <laughs> ingredients in a liquid it's to fermented. me. That's soup. <laughs> fermented soup. Fermented <laughs> soup. Oh, this is disgusting. No. I think we need yeah, to stop. It's too late. We've been going too long. This, this conversation got too weird. You guys, Cereal I did actually have. See you guys on the next podcast. I had, you guys, I had some milk. So with all my traveling, I actually had some milk. That had become a full solid. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, don't tell people that. <laughs> it's not something you admit publicly, <laughs> buddy. You're broadcasting. You're on a podcast. You don't say that. I Funny story. Dream- Whenever Joey eats anything with dairy, he has to take these little lactate pills too. <laughs> he carries them with him. <laughs> That's true. It's true. I do. I do. I still haven't seen the doctor. I probably should. I, oh I probably actually have a doctor tell me what's like I am lactose intolerant, but at this well, point, anyway. podcast. Before we get into before we get into Joey's medical history, cereal is soup. You guys have a great week. Cereal this is, has been a house with the art podcast. Enjoy <laughs> enjoy college and NFL uh, football. You guys will catch us next week. Peace and love and to you all. See ya, boys. Uh,